0: Now, if you feel like you can never get on top of your Backup House Ops, you'll want to hear about our sponsor for this season, Loaded. Loaded's hospitality management software has changed the game for hospitality performance in New Zealand, and they've just arrived in Australia to help you do the same. Their everything-in-one-place platform helps you master your reporting inventory, simplify your recipe and menu management, reduce your cogs and become an epic central hub that immediately puts you in control. I've seen Loaded's impact firsthand, and if you're running a bar, pub, restaurant or cafe, you need to reach out to their team. Check them out at loadedhub.com. Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Sean DeVries. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode. Principle of Hospitality has been developed to tell the stories of professionals within the dynamic world of hospitality, where straight talking, ethically minded, and a reliable online source of inspiration and information for people in the hospitality industry. Now, with today's podcast. Today's a really special podcast as we talk with Alex who started out at Stan's Deli in Melbourne and now has Don's Place in Paran, definitely one of the hottest wine bars in Melbourne. An amazing atmosphere, amazing staff, and you're going to learn so much about his career today and how it can assist in your career. Let's get in with the podcast. Alex, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. As we said in the intro there, like you're doing amazing things in the hospitality industry, but let's step back. Let's talk about how you actually started out in the industry and then come to be connected to Stan's Deli and obviously Don's Place.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, so my hospitality career started in... I'm a Brisbane boy originally, and I've been here for about nine years. And I actually started a dinner theatre... Where they did a little show And I used to watch dishes every Saturday night Down in this little dungeon I think it was like four or five hours And the owner used to stand behind me and smoke cigarettes Which looking back at the time was probably highly illegal So I used to do dishes there I think I'd stay there for about a year And then I moved on to McDonald's And that's where my love for I'd say hospitality and people And working with a group of people Really started And then I from there i went to a cafe a little cafe in brisbane and then i also i'm an actor as well so i I was teaching primary school kids drama Mm. at the same time so i was doing these two jobs just moved out of home and then i just woke up to myself and and decided i wanted to move to melbourne just one day yeah just one day i just knew i needed more and i knew I, i was doing getting this repetition of just working and it wasn't fulfilling obviously like the acting stuff and teaching primary school kids i was like amazing i love that so yeah i got in the car with my best mate and we drove down and like from there i'm trying to find myself in melbourne and i couldn't get a job for a while i think because i put a uh, brisbane cafe on my resume and back the, well, still now but the cafe ca- coffee scene is so big in melbourne people saw all that i was from brisbane and they're like oh you don't get it
0: really yeah you're not up to standard wow was it a busy cafe you're working in brisbane though not really, right? No, okay. it was like
1: a small little, small little one in the valley. Oh, okay. So my my experience wasn't crazy, but I had a good attitude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but actually, my first job in Melbourne was at Top Paddock. No way, that's yeah. a good start. <laughs> yeah, was, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah, wow. But I was just also just what, like a glassy, and from there I I started getting getting on the floor, and then that was when I really got into it. Okay. I, uh, in that period I actually landed a role on a short film And it was like, like one of my, not big breaks But it was a break back then when I was like, oh, this is big yeah. And I remember going to one of the owners I was like, listen, I need two weeks off And she basically said, well, I won't have work for you So I had to leave Wow, okay
0: yeah, I quit to the
1: shoot the shoot film and, yep. I, and it was such a weird time. and I'm just remembering it now, but after I shot it, I felt like so bad and I went back and I spoke to her and I started crying in front of her. I was just like, <laughs> get, I was, get me back in. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I may have, maybe I just didn't do it correctly or whatnot. Or I was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Get then, back in?
0: Nah, no. Okay.
1: Nah, they didn't let me in. <laughs> top back, top attic back yeah. then was like the king of kings. Yeah, know? of course, if you're late. Yeah, like yeah. good luck. See you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically from there, I'll use cafes. I manage a lot of cafes around Melbourne, work closely with the owners whilst doing acting on the side. Yeah. What kind of acting are we doing mainly? All types. I love. I think theatre is like where I love, like the passion for acting is, it's like that's where you can really hone in your craft and really tell a story and really. I love the idea of the theatre, especially now where people can come into a room and connect without a phone without any distractions like when you go to the cinemas but unfortunately I think the cinemas are slowly dying because Mm. Netflix and Binge and all these kind of things a lot of people are not going to the cinemas which is so sad but yeah theatre is like where I think where you can really hone in your craft but then TVCs that's where you can <laughs> make some money <laughs> And if you've ever done a TVC audition it, It's You're like Did I study three years for this And they're like You're eating the pizza And you're just like no, I don't have a pizza in my hand A little bit of this It's just so funny You just have these moments of Like oh I guess so But then I realised Going to TVC auditions Is like alright I know what you want You just want facial expressions And yeah. you want me to Just change it up So I got really good At TVC auditions I don't learned quite a lot Of TVC auditions Which is commercials
0: Sorry Commercials I've got so many questions now Yeah, I want to talk about McDonald's first Yeah because we talked about that before the podcast and whenever I have someone who's worked at McDonald's or Hungry Jack's or KFC on the podcast, but especially McDonald's because their training is so good, do you feel like how long were you there for? I was there for about two and a half years. Wow. So that's a good, that's a good chunk of time. Yeah. Uh, do you think as an industry, as a hospitality industry, we give anywhere near the enough credit to McDonald's and brands like it for training hospitality leaders? Yeah, no way. No, I think that this... When I say to people I've worked in McDonald's,
1: they go, oh, did you? Really? Yeah, it's like no, you're sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, really? That was your first job? It's yeah. like their training and even the environment, especially when I was there, was like so good. It was so thorough. It taught me so much about myself and about my work ethic and connecting with so many different people from the ages of 35 to 40 to 16. But it, yeah, it's unbelievable. And I actually... It's crazy for me how they can get so many people working for one thing and being so
0: passionate about that thing. Yeah. It's it yeah, it's, unbel- it's unbelievable. How do you think they did how do you think they bred that passion within inside those stores? Cuz you're talking about 15, 16 upwards of 20, 21 year olds, right? Places people who are 21, 22 who are running multi-million dollar sites. Like how do they keep that energy amongst such a big crew? Yeah, so on a small scale, let's say at a cafe, it starts from the top, right? It
1: starts yep. from the owner, and then that trickles down to the manager and the manager to the staff. But I remember the McDonald's managers; they cared, but obviously they didn't. It wasn't their life, but like I, there was that still that feeling of connection. Yeah, I don't even know how to ex- explain how, why I cared so much about it. Yeah, but maybe it was because of the people around me. I didn't want those people around me. I didn't. It was like this team environment where like we're working towards one thing i think the biggest thing actually in the store i worked in was we used to have that the drive through the drive-through screen and it told you what store was on top who was doing the most cars the hours wow live yeah live shit so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so from about 12 o'clock to i think about two it was like it was go time yeah and i remember that feeling of getting it was like going to a football match like getting ready for that going to war wow and it was super competitive but not in a verbal sense of we wouldn't call the other store and be like, I'll beat you. <laughs>
0: you suck. Yeah, you suck.
1: <laughs> we need more McChickens than you. <laughs> but I think it was like maybe a, forf- a sense of fulfillment. Yeah, we did something together. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, a McDonald's store, you can't just do it on your own. Yeah. You kind everyone to pull together. And that's what I loved about leading a McDonald's, it was like getting everyone, and still to this day, like
0: leading any team is like getting people excited about the result. Do you think from. With your acting, I'm just thinking about you doing all these TVCs and I imagine getting really critiqued like all the time. Do you feel that has given you a lot of resilience in the hospitality industry as well to like just deal with different shit?
1: Yeah, I think especially, yeah, I think I've definitely learned to deal with a lot of different people and different personalities and not let things affect me. Because hospitality is can be so raw. So many young people and even older people that have been in the industry, they're hurt. There's especially in the cafe world, like people have this expectation of this high end standard at a cheap price at a fast pace. And it's like and if people are not happy with it, like they'll let you know and they don't care who you are or what you do. They don't even want to understand or listen to you. So I think, yeah, my training in acting, I but that took years. I used to I remember my first auditions, I was just like so nervous going in. I'd leave the room and I couldn't stop thinking about it for another four or five days. I was just like, what did I do? Where could I go wrong? <coughs> um, but my training in when I got into Howard Fine in North Melbourne like really excited me because it was a, tra- a training of just be yourself and hone into yourself and your body's your own craft. And it wasn't trying to please anyone. So I think and as, as I got older and auditioned more, it was this is who I am, this mm. is what I do, mm. and if you don't like it. That's okay. Yeah, sure. and that's how I attack hospitality now, and how I, what I tell my guys It's be yourself. There's so many places where you, I call it robotic service where you go into any venue and they're just like they just do the script and they don't even know they're doing this script. And it's not until you if you look them in the eye and you actually ask how they are and get out of it and they're like oh my god, whoa, it's like you're actually listening to me. I think hospitality is so easy, but people complicate it so much. <laughs> like people just piling all this shit when it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. And I think that's in so many different layers and so many different areas of hospitality. Yeah. I, 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 obviously, that's I'm just talking from my experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. Did it surprise you, the difference between the Brisbane cafe scene and the Melbourne cafe scene when you got here? Like, obviously, you had a thought in your mind of what it would have been like. You might have experienced it before, but when you're actually working in it, did you, we, was it just polar opposites?
1: Yeah. It was definitely a sense of... This is, in Melbourne, this is a career. And this is what we do. Where, and I don't know if it was just my age back then, where I just came, did my job and left. But yeah, everyone says Brisbane's two, three years behind Melbourne. I think it's true. I can't really comment on the Brisbane hospital scene these days because I really, I'm really, not really there that much. But my brothers and sisters are there and they say that it's growing and whatnot. They always say, you should do a venue here, you should do a venue here. But I remember back then It's like yeah We're probably really busy The Friday The Saturday But you know the What Monday, are you doing The, the other days the, yeah, yeah like that's where you can That's where you need to Make some kind of money mm. Where I just I, If you've Like you, you've lived A few years in Brisbane Yeah 8 thirty nine o'clock Everyone's in bed Yeah No cars in the <laughs> no, road Like it's, it's dead It's dead Yes And it's like Oh if you want to go out For dinner on Tuesday It's like You can't just go to Your, your, your tyre place No nah, like You go quarters. to the RSL Yeah That's where you go <laughs> yeah.
0: You can play some pokies and you yeah, get a $15 just, palmer. That's what you do. That's what you do. We just drive through McDonald's. That's it. That's and then it. And get served by you and get excited <laughs> by the school board. Is there any part of you that would go back and do a venue in Brisbane, do you think? Cause, and the reason I ask is when I talk to so many Melbourne brands at the moment, they seem to be leapfrogging Sydney and they'll go and do Brisbane venues next. Is that something you think you want to do in the future? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would... The only reason I probably would do it
1: is so I could be closer to my family. For sure. Obviously, because my older siblings have kids now. So mm. feeling disconnected from that a little bit. So that's probably the only drive, I guess. But I just know I couldn't. I know I couldn't live there for years on years on years. Yeah. I just know it. Yeah. I'm there for three days and I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> but well, that could be a sense of
0: I've got no purpose here. At- yeah, you've done what you needed to do. Yeah, but maybe,
1: I don't know, I'm open to it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Now I said in the intro, obviously you've been part of Stan's Deli, which is part of the, uh, the sandwich craze, which has happened in Melbourne the last three or four years. And then Don's Place, which is an amazing new venue in Paran. For those people who haven't been to either of those venues, like how do you explain them to them? It's a great question. So Stan's
1: came from an idea I had in lockdown. Um, I was actually in, before I went, Before Shans came along I was actually a personal trainer For about a year Wow Yeah Which is so random Yeah It's so random Wow It's a bit Sorry I'll get to that question Yeah I was managing a cafe Or two cafes They just opened a new one Moby in Paran I was managing their cafes For about two years Wow And it was all all well and dandy It was fine And then I remember this cat This lady just Hurling abuse at me Because I was always on the door and she was, and she said, she said, <laughs> she said, you are the worst, rudest person I've ever met. And I was, just, it hit me, it hit me. I know that's not true, but it I was, wow. just, it was probably like the day or something. And I just remember, oh my god, this woman's broke me. She <laughs> broke me. Jerk <laughs> woman's broken you. She's got me. I put up with it every day, but I was just like, oh, she got me. Wow. So then, I ca- that broke my like spirit, I guess, in hospital. So then, I was like, I need to change. So I actually went, ended up working at F forty five, and I managed in an F forty five and did fitness, <laughs> which is, HOSPO in a way as well. There's yeah, a franchise, still customer like, service, still, and yeah, working stuff, with right? people. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that. It was it gave me this nice experience of oh, these people like me, need me almost. You know, sure, they're like that connection to you were looking for. Yeah, 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 they're yeah, like yeah. oh, they're actually asking me questions and they're actually listening to my response. Interesting. It, so which was new, but so that was a nice kind of feeling. So then, after that, I'll. I just. I was just like, I need to work for myself, and that's my next step. I don't take criticism very well. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> or, or really, if anyone tells me what to do, if, even if they're in the right, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stubborn nature. So then, yeah, I had this idea of a sandwich shop, and back then, it was just like Hector's Deli was like the guys. Yep. When they just had Richmond and stuff. And then around the south side, there was nowhere no, nowhere to eat. Like on the north side, there's so many places. There's so many cool places, so many cool coffee shops. Just over there, it was just like, so. there's nothing there. There's mm. nothing there where you can just go, sit and chill. So that's where I came from. And then the sandwich just felt right to do and got a little team together. And it, got, it, was much, it became much bigger than I thought it was going to go. Not in a sense of popularity, but in a sense of the impact I could have on people. And you hear this all the time. It's like, you don't know what people are going through or a smile can help someone or just saying hello can brighten someone's day. But it's like, that's fucking, it's actually true. Yes. But if it comes from a real place. Yes, exactly. There's so many people go, hey, how are you? And they just go, what do you want? Yeah.
0: It's like, they don't care how you are. I tell my
1: guys in both venues, it's like, don't ask how they are if you don't care. (laughs) I'd rather you not waste that energy because it is just a waste of energy. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good. What can I get? They're already thinking what they want.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: They're actually, they have no reason to actually listen to you. So I wanted to break that. I wanted to, and I wanted to break that robotic service of just saying things because you feel like you had to say it. So I tell my guys just to be themselves. It's okay to say things that are not typically meant to be said in this environment. Yep, yep. And I found in, at stands. I think I was doing it in my hospitality career because I liked... I, I didn't, There was no consequences for me Because I, I could get myself out of the situation If it went bad Or I could just be myself I think that was my acting experience I'm happy just to be myself And mm-hmm. if you don't like that, it's okay So it was really nice to see to, to create a culture And then everyone responding to that culture And actually feeling comfortable enough To be themselves mm-hmm. And then lockdown, that little lockdown happened again and that's where we really got really busy. It was such a weird time for everyone, right? But like that was one of the best years of my life, like the hardest years of my life. Obviously just learning the ropes of business and trying to just stay above broad. And, but yeah, the impact I noticed from Stans was like crazy. It was unbelievable. So I think from there I wanted to extend, I call it a conversation. Stands was just a conversation. It's a conversation starter. And I with Don's. I am want to extend that conversation and really dive deep into it. And even these days, customers from stands come into Don's and they pull me aside and they go, "Hey, that year, thank you so much." It's mm. like you have no idea. I used to give free bread away when, because I hate wastage. I hate food waste. So I used to always just go make an effort to go give people. Or if there a lot of quite a lot of homeless people near the coals, I'm mm. going for a ferry. And at the end of the day, I used to like whoever was at the front. I used to bring them back up. Have a conversation with them. Just talk to them like they're humans, and then we'd sit down, give them a coffee, eat them, eat a sandwich, and then it, it, yeah, th- those little actions was like my. Then my team started to do the exact same thing, and it wasn't like costing the company anything. It was like that stuff was just going in the bin. And I remember always working for other owners, and I used to, at the cafes. At the end of the day, they used to have so many pastries and whatnot. Yeah. And I'd always just be like, why don't we just give these? And they like, no never thing. wanted to give anything for free away. But I just couldn't wrap my head around it. It's like, why wouldn't you? And it's similar to like when your staff leave in hospitality, when they leave, they grow out of that venue. From my experience anyway, when I left, I wasn't celebrated. I was almost like, oh, how dare yeah. you leave? The, what are you going to do now kind of thing? And at that time, I was like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. So I, now, with my venues, my team, I'd, I'd celebrate them leaving. Because at the end of the day, they're, they're a walking business card, right? It's like, oh, yeah, Stans. Or oh, Don's. Yeah, I've been to Don's. I love that place. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you celebrate someone leaving?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: But it happens so much these days. I think it's people
0: just feeling hurt. I think definitely at the moment, right, where it's so hard to get people to work in the hospitality industry, I think when they're leaving, I think owners are taking it that extra mile of being hurt because... I literally don't know how they're going to fill a roster the next week. Yeah, exactly. Especially with bigger type venues. Yeah. I want to go back to the homeless people if I can. What made you want to do that for the first time? And then what did you learn about those interactions either from yourself or from them? (coughs) So the first
1: time I did it was we'd constantly going to Coles to get A few things especially because we used to do a sandwich special every week so just like one off like soy sauce or whatever and though i just remembered there was this picture in my mind of these two or three homeless people just sitting there and then if you look around glen ferry there is it's quite a wealthy area and everyone's just ignoring and i just felt like i was in a position to to do something so i i don't know i don't know at the start i used to sit down and just talk to them and just have a chat and even though i didn't have any money and I still do that now, just have a chat with them because I think people just want to be recognised, right? And I think people get judged from, and they're like, oh, they're going to spend it on drugs or they're going to spend it on alcohol. So We actually don't know that. Yeah, you, you know? literally don't know. You actually don't know that. And if you don't want to give money, that's fine, but you just still just acknowledge they're there, acknowledge their existence. Yeah. So I think, what's the second part to that question?
0: What did you learn about yourself or them in those interactions that you had?
1: Yeah, I think when they came back and we shared a meal, it's because Anthony Bourdain used to say you yes. learn a lot about someone through a meal. It was so accurate. Yeah, it's true. I think it. I think it just brought light to you. I can do something. I think there's so many people that say, even myself included, you say what you want to do, but you just never throw through with it. And it's every aspect of your life. Sure. And I think there's so small things. It's, it might be in a little effort to go down to see if anyone's there to bring them up to make them a sandwich, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. And I have this, I've created this culture in the venues where it's, I don't like to say the kitchen's closed and that's it. It's not all like opening hours. It's all oh, we closed at three and that's it. If Someone mm. comes in, like, oh, can I get something? No, we're closed. See you later. It's, I've created this system or this, this environment where, you know, we're packing down. But then I leave the row band on again. The then if we do have someone come in, they're like, "Oh man, I'm so hungry," and at that stage they're desperate. They don't care what they get. Yeah. And it's like, "Hey, we can't give you this, but I can make you this." Yep. And it doesn't affect our flow or doesn't affect all the staff staying back an extra half an hour. It's just being smart about it, and mm-hmm. then it's, it just changes people. Same with the cough machine. You, know, you just leave one group head. So many cats. So many I used to work with. Even when I used to manage, I was like, "Just, just hold one off." And they're like, oh, can I close the coffee machine? It's like, okay, but have you done six other things that you're going to do after you close the coffee machine? They're like, no. So it's like I almost had to train most of the guys to work backwards. And it's like the last thing you do is that group head. Because it's, I think, so small things in a hospital, right? That's what people remember.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The way you made them feel. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love these conversations that you've been obviously having with these people who are disadvantaged because are you understanding how you're making them feel in that interaction? I don't
1: really think about it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really think about if that makes them feel good or not, I guess. I just do
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a very, it's, I'm trying to dig down on it because I think it's really important. Yeah. So many people, one, don't say those people don't interact with those people and I'm, I struggle at times, right, with that as well. Like I will acknowledge for sure. But, and I'm one of those people who wants to do something but tells myself I don't know what to do. Yeah. But for you to sit down with a person you do not know, have an interaction which a lot of people would be quote-unquote scared by to know what's going to happen in that interaction because they have thought of different things about people who are suffering homelessness or people who may have drug addiction or alcohol addictions and then bring them back to your venue and then cook them something, and then continue to have a conversation like a human is mind blowing. That's different to giving them something on the street and saying, "Hey, hope this is you have go- you are going the extra mile, which is actually having a conversation with them."
1: Yeah, I think that's more important than the meal. I feel one hundred percent; it's more important than the meal. Um. And don't get me wrong, I did get a few experiences where they used to come to the shop and they were a little bit dodgy and I, bringing them into the space with the guys, I did have to be super careful. And actually, I, th- I think there's, a, there's this fear of if you do
0: it once, they'll come back. Yeah, absolutely. But yes. I, ne- I, ne- I never had...
1: Yeah, they'll expect it. Yes. Yeah. I've never had that. Interesting. But yeah, I think it's... Firstly, it's a name. The name's everything for me the importance of knowing someone's name and remembering someone's name mm. it's unbelievable in hospitality in every day-to-day life i think it, it, it's so important mm. and i still struggle with it even though i've been doing it for years and i think it helps when you have an environment especially in hospitality where there's no pressure of trying to learn something and i remember working with some managers or owners they used to be like you got to make sure you remember their name make sure you know their name and you're like oh my god So much pressure Shit So much pressure (laughs) How am I going to remember This person's name Yeah But then If you talk to them Like humans And you're talking And you get to know them The name just comes I actually had an experience Last year At Don's And These two lovely couple Adam and Tammy They came in one Saturday We are talking Anyway It was only like Maybe 10-15 minutes They had a nice little glass of wine They will go to the prayer market And then they came in The next Saturday I said Adam and Tammy How are you They go I'm shocked (laughs)
0: <laughs> they're like how did you know that yes. like, well, they're like what do you
1: mean i was like i listened yeah and they're like we've been going to the coffee shop for two years and the guys don't know our order all their or names and then we just got this, this we just had a discussion of yeah like it's the importance of just listening and then they were like oh do you feel you're just doing that because you own the venue and i'd say i'd argue you'd have the same experience with any of my guys yep 100
0: percent, we do yeah. Tell you, yeah. How did the idea for Don's come about? Because obviously I've been there a couple of times and I'll tell my own story in a minute. But in this amazing venue across from, from Prairie Market, like a couple of other venues have been there before and not gone the full mile and you guys are killing it from what I can see. It's really impressive. But how did that opportunity come about?
1: So Don's came, an idea came from, to me, I was in Byron a few, two years ago, I think, with my partner, Sarah. And I was reflecting of the year I had at stands and it was fulfilling and challenging and all these things. And I was like, do I want to do that again? Do I want to do that same kind of year with the same kind of problems and Yep. Am I going to challenge myself? And I'm one of these people that my friends say I never stop and I just need to sit down and chill. And I just remember I was like, I need to challenge myself. Like I, I just want to throw myself into the, the deepest pool possible and see if I can swim. And I've always loved this idea of a communal space with having a big table and people sharing a meal. And s- the, Actually, the, I, the, I used to just throw dinner parties at my apartments. We'd call it Don's Kachina. <laughs> we used to call it pasta and pleasure oh my god with one of my design mates we used to design t-shirts and the first original we did it, I think we did it twice and the first year we did it, the idea was my. the original idea was me cooking for hospitality workers we would always serve other people I was like who's cooking us a meal so mm-hmm. I had this idea of everyone bring a bowl so everyone used to bring their own bowl and you said like drink some wine and beers. And I think it was 35 people.
0: God. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I'll make fresh pasta. And then I was like, no, nah, it's way too
0: much. <laughs> oh
1: but yeah, I used, to, like, I used to make dessert, entree. I used to love it. Like I used to have God. a whole day off and do it. And then everyone used to come together. So yeah, Don's Kachina, that's where I think Don's kind of started. But then going back, I knew I wanted to challenge myself. I started looking for sites and I came on 202 Commercial Road and i remember driving past it me and me and sarah we jumped out and had a look at it and i could just envision it i could, didn't walk through it i just saw it i was mm. just like this yeah this is it this is it and then i would ha- two days later i had a walk through and oh my god that it was not looked after yeah there was a massive dividing wall and there was so much shit in the back yeah and it was quite overwhelming especially because i didn't I've never I've never really led a build before, nor I've never really... I've done some work at nighttime venues and restaurants. So I used to help out a little, of my friends open their restaurants, but I've never worked Monday to Sunday at a restaurant. So that was all pretty daunting, and I, but I just did it. I think, I, <laughs> I think if you think about it too long, you won't do it. Yeah, it's true. If you're like, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? Mm. It's, you'll never do it. You'll just talk about it. So I was just like, I'm just going to do it. And whatever happens, I'm just going to make sure it, it works. And man, it was, it was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, it was just dealing with problems I've never dealt with, asking questions I've never been asked, making these decisions of just so quickly. I had to redesign the kitchen in 45 minutes. What? Why? Oh, because, it, because there's no gas on site. It was all electric. Oh. So the appliances I fit out that I had drafted in, the electricians like, man, you can't have that. You can't, there's not enough power to the building unless right. you want to spend 15k. I was yeah. like, I don't have 15k, <laughs>
0: yes, yeah,
1: you won't be able to make that work. I was wow. like, oh my god, I think we we're about two weeks from opening, god, so yeah, I redesigned it so quickly. <laughs> wow, but I had S- Sarah, my partner, she's an interior designer, so she was she helped me tremendously. Mm. We kind of created the space together mm. and the feel of the space. But yeah, and then it was like that sense of continuing the conversation that I had at Stans to Don's, to going into more in depth and like really trying to make a change in hospo because I genuinely feel, and this what I tell my guys, I really don't think there's anywhere like that I've experienced in Melbourne, the service we're doing. I agree. And I think s- some people like it and some people hate it, but mm. that's okay. That's fine. and but At least have a feeling towards it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. And when we first opened, I remember talking about thons, and everyone was like, "Oh, what is it? A restaurant? Is it a wine bar? What is it?" And I didn't really want to say I'm a restaurant because our menu's not crazy extensive. Sure. And I didn't want to call us a wine bar because our wine list is not crazy extensive. So I ended up just saying, "We're just a space. We're just a space, <laughs> just a space <laughs> where someone can go and hopefully enjoy themselves." And it's getting rid of the, those walls f- from that customer. To people that work in that venue. And it's just we're just there. Everyone's just there. And I care about you and I'm listening to you. And it's crazy the change and the feel that people that you can see in people. They get so relaxed. It's hospital's so powerful. Hospitality is so powerful. 100%. And the plat the platform we we have an amazing we have a responsibility, but we have an amazing opportunity to affect so many people. Which is crazy,
0: right? Oh. It's crazy. It's scary. I think we often don't. Think about that, especially in places that you visit a lot. That's why I put a lot of the people who come on the podcast come from the cafe industry, quick service industry, pubs and that kind of stuff and wine bars. Is because customers visit them more. Yeah. So I want to have conversations with people where that connection is really heralded and really part of the experience. Because the first time, just to give you a story about the first time that I went. Yeah. So I've been twice to Don's. The first time I remember my partner Diane going, Hey, I'd seen this new place on my broadsheet. Do you wanna go down for a wine? Wanna try it? And I wasn't really into it. I'd had a long day. And I'm like, Yeah, like begrudgingly I'll go. I want to make sure that I'm making you happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we only lived down the road. So I walked down. And I'm very much a believer of energy in hospitality spaces. And I was walked into the space and I was like, fuck, this feels good. I was walking and I remember my first interaction was with, with James. Shout out to James. And he's like, hey, like, how are you guys going? Like, I think he asked our name straight away. He's like, hey, I'm James. Go sit you down. And just straight away, you just felt welcome. Yeah. So that's where I thought it was interesting. I didn't know about your acting career till today. And because it felt like a theatrical performance. Yeah, right. It felt like you're all on a stage moving around. There's four of you. It's not like a huge crew, but yeah. it's a mindful crew. Yeah. Moving around and like entertaining and stuff like that. And even with the second time that I went in last week when I wanted just to catch up with you before the podcast and I walk in and James didn't know I was coming. I only knew you I was coming. And I walk in and James, like, you're the podcast guy. <laughs> you're the podcast guy. You're the one doing the podcast with Alex next week. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And he's, oh, that's really cool. What's your name again? He sat me down and with Diane and stuff. And I was just like, fuck, this is good. And then before we start the podcast, you talk about your acting like... It re- made me reflect on all the people I've worked in industry who come from acting or yeah. do acting on the side yeah. and how they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really exciting. So do you, do you Don's is almost like a mini performance every night in a way? Definitely for me because I love attention. <laughs> I definitely. I Fair definitely, enough. And
1: probably that's why the kitchen's so open and everything's so yeah. It's just so open. All
0: eyes are on me. You <laughs> to do circles. Yeah, yeah. I did my little stand-up bit. But it felt like everyone knew you. Like last week it became, it was real, like I really took mindfulness of it last week. Everyone came up to you and I just felt like you were literally everyone's friend. Yeah. And they just came to your place. Yeah. A bit like these 35 people come to your apartment. Yeah. It just felt very similar to that. Is it hard to build that connection with a customer base, which is actually genuine? No, not for me. Yeah, I think you don't resonate
1: with someone. You don't resonate with someone. Sure. And I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fake time with you, just because I want your money or I want you to come back to my venue. If I, if you're being a dickhead, I'm not gonna pretend I like you. So I think all these people that come in and they're like, oh, "What's up? What's up?" That's genuine. Yeah. And every time they come in, we're just building on our relationship. And I think, I don't know, I don't know, but there's a lot of people that call like, oh, Alex. He's one of my good mates. He's one of my good mates. And I feel humbled because I actually want to have a really small group of friends. Yeah. Uh, but it's so nice that they feel like they feel so connected. They're like, yeah, man, Alex is so nice. But I think it's just that thing. Cause you just listen, you just listen, you just listen to those people. And it's just like the same, the culture of Don's is we just listen to people. Yeah. Yeah. We are selling some food and yeah, we are selling some wines and that excites us as well. But at the end of the day, it's two people talking. Because it doesn't really matter about the food. It doesn't really matter about the wine. It's cool. Yeah. And it's fucking cool. And listen and it's like the people that we supply that come in here have put in a lot of fucking work into this. Mm-hmm. And we're going to showcase it to the best of our ability. Yeah. But really, we're just talking. In a, and it's crazy. It's crazy when you give the opportunity to people just to be themselves what they tell you. they It's crazy. And then they come back the next day. Or then they come in next week. They're not coming in because they want another wine. They just want to come in because they want to connect. Yeah. They just want to talk. Yeah. And sweet, we're we're there.
0: You must get a lot of you must get a lot of people who come in on a regular basis. But and I reckon this is when service is working. When you know the venue is cr- it's cranky. Where they come in and they come in with a couple of mates and they will introduce you to their friends. Yeah. And they'll go, hey guys, like this is Alex. Yeah. This is Sarah. This is Tom. Yeah. Yeah. That must happen a lot a to lot. you and your team.
1: A lot. People want to feel a part of it, right? So mm. people just want to feel included and they want to feel a part of it. So when, as soon as they know the people that run it or the, the owners, they get really excited. They feel like it's theirs, right? So then they bring their dates in. We get so many dates coming at times. Oh, absolutely. I and can see like, that. oh, this is Alex. This is James. This is Josh. They love it. And I, we love it. That's awesome. Yeah, if you cool. think this is your space, that's awesome. I yeah, love that. Yeah. It, the one thing that do, did surprise me about Don's compared to stands or compared to cafes was obviously people have a routine in the morning and they have coffee every day. So you, so they, you see those people on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Obviously the, sh- the time is a lot shorter. You've probably only got three or four minutes with that person each day. I found it so interesting with Don's I thought it's going to be really hard to create a community down here, and it's going to be quite hard to really build on people's relationships, but I was wrong yeah. <laughs> the people just keep coming back and we just, and we just keep building that community, which is be- like I love it I love that
0: yeah no it's amazing it's amazing. I read in a broadsheet article about Don's that your quote next step will be launching a kitchen takeover series for young and un underrepresented chefs who can then showcase their food for a night. Can you explain a bit more about this? Because this sounds awesome. Yeah. So that this that idea that come that came from working
1: in a lot of different cat venues and talking to chefs. And I was never the play the never the manager or the worker who'd avoid the kitchen. I'd get in there. And even the kitchen If even the chef Didn't want yes. me in there I'd be there And I'd be asking questions Yeah And I remember talking To these chefs And just like talking It's like Oh what do you guys Cook at home Because I love cooking at home And I was like What do you guys cook at home So I was like Oh we don't really cook at home What do you mean oh, we don't, I don't cook at home I just do Steak and two veg Or whatever And that wasn't just Like one place There were so many chefs That are just like Cooking 10 hour, day, 10 hour days Coming home And just not Cooking at all Or not getting creative I understand You're in the kitchen Every day You're doing the same shit And if you're not if you're not the head chef, you get, or the sous chef, you're not, you have no say.
0: Yeah. Like was, you rock
1: up. You're just doing it. Yeah. You crack those 150 eggs <laughs> and then you go home yes. and you don't sit down. No. There's no creative, there's nothing creative there for you.
0: Yeah. It's process. It's process.
1: And I understand that. But it, yeah, I just, it made me sad that like these chefs that have obviously an interest or a love for food, but wasn't going home or even like, expressing their love for food or trying new things out because they didn't have a platform for it and there's and i i know quite a few chefs in melbourne or people in my working kitchens the same they just don't have the say they're, But these guys cook bloody good food like it's tasty stuff so i wanted to create a space for young old people that have a love for food that give them a platform to share their me- share their menu. That's good. they're going to get excited because they're like, oh, I'm going to create this meal, this menu, and then we're going to share it with a few people. And it's like that's why Don's is set up the way it is, that long twelve meter bench in the middle. So I was just trying to get excitement back into a few chefs because there's so many hurt chefs out there totally understand they've been through so much shit it is slowly changing these days but yeah and then some of my chef mates who i've had through the idea with felt like yes that'd be so sick that'd be awesome so yeah it was like that was the idea for that i was trying to celebrate people that don't get a chance to have a voice or play in the kitchen sure and i've done this thing at stands and also dons is if we're prepping something everyone tastes it everyone has a palate right yeah of course yeah you might be 10 years way more experienced than me but at the end of the day if i taste that i know that's way too acidic it's a conversation it's what does everyone else think yeah Yeah. what do you guys think Yeah, yeah and that's like why i train everyone on every kind of section mm. and obviously this won't work on every venue because there's 150 seat venues out there and you have to stick to your <laughs> section that's it Yes, but like these little these kind of little venues it's like my barista knows how to build every sandwich my chef knows how to talk to people which was a ma- which was a massive journey of trying to get chefs out of <laughs> I
0: bet that would have been the biggest journey <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> to try and just get them getting confident enough to just go and just talk like yeah just go yeah. but I went through a lot of trials at stands where some chefs would come in and be like this is way too open for me this is
0: wow people can literally say whatever i yeah doing. this is way too much yeah sure
1: and didn't really like the idea of I, I remember like if an old guy used to come into stands and he'd be like oh can I just get bacon and eggs I was like oh, I don't really have bacon <laughs> 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 I don't have bacon I've got mortadella and I've got eggs and right. I'm all that I can fit this in so I remember <laughs> you to fry two fried eggs some mortadella for this guy and he would sit down and eat it's not our menu but no, it's like he's having, he's loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, and that's what I used to say to the team. He's like, "Why wouldn't we do that?
0: Yeah,
1: why wouldn't we've got those? We've got those ingredients.
0: Like, why wouldn't? Why we? do we make it hard?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, why do we say we constantly no? I get if it puts you out. I get it. I get sure. if your kitchen's completely closed, and you know, someone goes, "Can I get chips?" It's like, Listen, I, can't, I actually can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I wish I could, I can't. But there's so many opportunities, There's so many opportunities where people just say no because they just want to say no. And I think that's where it stems from the top. If, if your owner or your manager cares, it's that's just going to trickle down. Because I'm so confident in my team, where they will not call in sick unless they're really sick. And if they are sick, they will do. They will we'll work together as a team to to work out the solution. And it's I know they've got my back, and they know I've got their back. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I remember working so closely with other owners, and. I think maybe trying to like feel, get appreciation for what I do. And I never felt it. I never felt. And I remember making the decision of, you know what? When I'm at my own places, I'm going to make an effort to make sure they know that I'm they're doing a good job. And I really do appreciate how much work they do. Because they do, my team works so hard. They're there for eight hours. They're doing hospitality like they've never done before. And they're like so open to change. It's exhausting. And I make sure that they feel like I've got their back all the time. And it's like those, it's just small things. It's like James did a massive week a few weeks ago. So I just bought him a case of beer. Thanks so much for, the, or like Josh, one of my chefs, my young chef, he's a legend. He was in Sydney last week and he was at Hubert's and he's never been to Hubert's and this, you got to talk to Josh about food. He gets so excited. Like <laughs> unbelievable. I've actually got a story about Josh and how I actually hired him. Okay, But he was at Hubert's and I just transferred him a hundred dollars. I was like, you get the better bottle. Hey? So
0: smart. It's just but that's so simple. It's so
1: simple. But it comes out it, might, it has to come out of a real place. Yeah, you shouldn't do those things because you're like, "Oh, these guys going to work better for me." Yeah,
0: there's payback in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like when these guys ask me for a day off, they're like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "No, bro, chill, relax. <laughs> it's fine. We can work yeah. it out." Because yeah. we can. We could always work out a solution. Yeah. That's hospitality. Yeah. <sighs> How did you hire Josh then? Yeah, Josh. Josh was funny. <laughs> Josh was funny. Josh was actually just a one-off customer at stands. It was locked down. We are getting absolutely rinsed lines for days. And I used to go out and I guess when my acting used to come in, I used to go out and <laughs> do my little bits and bobs. Yeah. And I think at that time I was a little bit hungover and potentially maybe a little bit still drunk. And I go out and speak to Josh. Like Josh was there. I don't know. I started talking to Josh. And then like, I went inside and like, I think we had a mistake from a toasty. So I gave it to him. I was like, we'll try this. He was eating this. He was eating. I was feeding him this toasty, This <laughs> guy i just met. And then he started talking about food. And I was like, where do you work? Like, yeah. What do you do? He's like, I'm not in hospitality. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm not, I'm not in hospitality. I was like, you need to be in hospitality. I was like, do you love food? He's like, I love food. But he's like, all I do is cook. That's all I do. I'm like, dude, why don't you work in hospitality? He goes, I don't know. I don't think. I think there was pressure from me. his parents. Are like, yeah, do I go on hospitality? Yeah, it's not a career. Yeah, it's not yeah, a career. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Come work for me." And then I actually didn't have a spot at stands. That's another thing. When you create a beautiful culture, people don't want to leave, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> exactly. which is great. Which yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I didn't have a spot for him. And then I don's was building, and I was like, "I'm getting Josh." So I had his email, and I emailed him. And then that night, me and says were at Shop Ramen. Oh, yeah, nice. Josh was there. And I was like, did you get my email? He's, no. <laughs> I was like, get my email. Anyway, and then he was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And then he's, he's come on board with – he was at Stans for maybe four weeks before we opened tons Nice. And his, his growth is like Unbelievable. Obviously, I'm spraying with nine years experience in the short amount of time <laughs> <laughs> and it is it was a challenging thing of like I say when the people have been hurt in hospitality so when you go to a really nice environment they're like oh my god this is amazing yeah where if you've never experienced that no it's like you go you like oh this is what all buses are like or this is what this is, how this is normal yes so it's been a little bit challenging. If you if, if this is not done, <laughs> this is what usually would happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but not here. Yeah, not here. But yeah, that's how Josh came on board, and he's unbeliev he's unbelievable. Yeah
0: how do you get, how did you get
1: James? James actually met at McDonald's. No way. Yeah, so we've been mates for twelve years. Wow. And he he was doing the franchise thing as well. He was he went from McDonald's to Grilled for a little bit. To that burger place In the city For a few years Mainly like Fast food Burger places And I, I, I've always seen Something in James I'm always like You need to be Working for yourself Or you need to be Doing more Like So when Don's came out Don's The idea of Don's came I We caught up in the city And before I said anything I was like James I need to talk to you blah, blah, blah. And we sit down and have a beer And he's like, Alex I'm in <laughs> <laughs> I said, you don't know Whatever what I'm talking it is, about. Alex. He goes, I'm in. Wow. That's and cool. then he was, and then I was talking about Dons. He's, yeah, I'm in. And then he's like, I thought you were going to talk, ask me if I wanted to manage stands. <laughs> he was going to do that as well. <laughs> wow. Okay. But yeah, I just James, I knew he gets it. Yeah. He gets it.
0: Yeah.
1: But he's obviously came from a different background in hospital than me, so it was like, it was like when we first opened, I was training like three or four guys of freshies. Yeah. Which was like exciting, but also super challenging because I've got like weird, un- i got hot, really high standards. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And sometimes I need to pull back and be like, oh, okay, I just got to let that go. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you need to learn it for yourself. Yeah, just baby steps. Sure. And just remind myself, like, actually, these guys are doing a phenomenal job. So, yeah, that's how Jamesy Boy came on board.
0: Cool. I've noticed, obviously, with the two venues, they're both small venues. And you said at the start of the podcast, you've worked obviously at obviously Top Paddock, which is. Huge, it would be close to 200, 200 yeah. seats, I'd imagine. It was massive. Do you want to continue to do sort of small venues? What do you think the industry doesn't appreciate about running a small venue versus a big venue? I think
1: small, for me, for smaller venues, you can create that community mm. and you can really have a voice and really this is what we do, this is why we do it. And I think with these m- bigger venues, I really, I think it just gets lost of what their goal is and what they want to achieve I think more and more as you know, these companies get bigger, people are just opening venues because they go, oh, I know what I can sell and I know my following yep. and marketing's everything, right? If you've got thousands of dollars for marketing, they know they can get people in. And so you go in these big venues and you're just like, not oh, for me, you're just like, I'm just, this sucks. Mm, I'm lost. This sucks. Mm. You just walk in and you, just, you get thrown a menu. They say the same thing. They, they do it really well This is what I say Like I say so There's a difference between Hospitality and service Service Everyone can do service right You can teach anyone Can do service Go talk to that person Go make sure you put The menus after that Pull the water after that Put their food menu in Make sure they want dessert Do they want another wine That's service But hospitality Hospitality is how you Make people feel and That is ten times harder It's That's what true hospitality is Agree It's when you walk away And you're like Yeah that's it, Man I feel something it's. It's. I remember I, when we first opened Don's. I didn't really have a dessert because I was just under the pump. And this two couple came in and they had a baby. And we're talking and they're like, "Oh man, I love maxi bonds." I was like, "I fucking love maxi bonds as well." <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I love maxi bonds. And then I was, and then we we're quiet because we just opened and there was a Woolworths behind us. So I went out. I got maxi bonds. I cut it up. <laughs> I put it on a plate and I was like, "Here's your dessert." And they're like, "Stop it!" They're like, "Stop it!" <laughs> And it's like I could have served them caviar, yeah. And it's it's not about that. It's about how they that it's makes about them the moment. Yeah, they I listened to them. They felt listened, and then they're like, "Oh wow, it's crazy." And I think those it is it would be I can't even I can't even imagine trying to do that in a 150 seat venue because the team is so big, and, and when your team's that big, it's really hard to get everyone together. And I've managed a massive team before, and not unfortunately, not everyone gets along. So it's really hard to. Not have those people bitching about other people. Oh, Claire's on today, so she's going to be slower. And as soon as that happens, everyone's just, like, bitching about each other. And you spend eight hours talking shit about everyone else. Yeah. Like, we're not here for that. Yeah. And I get people, especially the younger generation, like, people that come into the hospital, they're there just to get to pay rent. I get that. But I tell my guys, you're you've chosen to be here for eight to nine hours a day. Why wouldn't you want to be the best at it? Why wouldn't? Why would you? I've noticed so many people go into hospital and they work and they actually spend more energy trying to do less than actually. <laughs> hey, actually, well, you know what? I'm going to do this as best as I can. Yeah. Rather than be like, oh, it's twelve o'clock, Tomorrow, one o'clock. That's not going. That's not going to do anything for them. They're not going to walk away from that. Oh man, that was such a good day. There. Why wouldn't you? Just, why wouldn't you?
0: Such a waste. Yeah. I'm very much of the belief that you you train animals, but you coach people. Yeah. How are you coaching your team in hospitality rather than coaching them in service? Is that something that just happens often on a daily basis? Like, how are you coaching them on giving those moments? Yeah,
1: I think the biggest thing is letting, giving them permission to do those moments. Allowing them to be, you know what? If I do give this free beer away, I'm not going to get yelled at. Alex is going to back me 100%. Yep. Because maybe they spoke about a beer and trying beer and he's like, yeah, this one's on me. Yep. So I think it's the environment they're in, because obviously you can't be like, oh, if someone says they like fish, make sure we go get them a fish. (laughs) (laughs) There's a limit. Yeah, (laughs) can't script those things. Yeah, we actually had a meeting about it last a few weeks ago, and I was just yeah, I was just like making sure they know that it's okay to do those things. Sure. And it's okay, and this is what I say to the guys: our menu is a guide, and our opening hours is also a guide. Mm. So if someone comes in forty-five minutes early. And we're here prepping. Let's go, let's get them in. Let's why not? Like, why not? And just have that. So many people trying to hide things from customers. Oh no, we're not ready. We're not ready. It's like, Hey, I'm going to be super honest. We're still prepping. We're still prepping, but you want a wine? You can have wine. That's fine. We're talking. And they're so happy. They're like, yeah, I'm happy. I feel part of it. Let's do it. What are you
0: making? Yeah. love it.
1: And it's like that same thing with the menus. Our menu is not the best for gluten-free at the moment, but we're trying to work out the best. <laughs> gluten-free is a weird one. It's like oh, so it's like I, I want to cater for all those gluten-free people, but then at the end of the week, I throw all this stuff away and it's like I care way more about food waste. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep. And it's like – and everyone goes, oh, why don't you just have this gluten-free – gluten-free focaccia? Like Why don't you just have that? Why don't you have it? It's like, yeah, that makes so much sense, but you're not going to be here every night and eating the gluten-free focaccia. Yep. Yeah. and then they go oh just freeze it just freeze it why don't you just freeze it and, and
0: then, like, then they'll complain and, like, and, then, it's frozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: and they're like here's your frozen focaccia they're like yes. what do you mean yeah
0: remember that thing you wanted three weeks ago <laughs> this is the same one we've just re it for you
1: this is it but yeah i think those also those moments come as well when you least expect it you're just
0: giving them the opportunity to actually create those moments yeah and the space to do that just yeah
1: mm. and just have fun just have fun be yourself and just have fun like it's It sounds so easy, but it's actually so hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard. Like you have to – things that happen that maybe aren't particularly right or whatever, you learn from them, right? That's how you learn in hospitality. That's how you create a career by making those mistakes and then doing those amazing things like the MaxiBot thing and stuff like that. That's what true hospitality is. Yeah. Look, my final question too is you've obviously got this amazing brand in Don's especially. Like what's your plan for the future? Do you think you're going to be – because I think over the next 12 months you're going to get offers – to do bigger versions of Don's, right? Mm. Do you want to keep a small format and do more of them? Are you just happy with where you're at, creating this amazing experience in Paran? What do you think you want to do?
1: Yeah, when we first opened Don's doors, Sazzy was like, no more, that's it. We can't be doing all that again. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Let's just chill. But even now I'm like, okay, like what's next? Or, but I, I want to, I think my next kind of step is to, invest in the younger generation and people that kind of when I was their age, I wish that people invested in me. Like I had a lot of people when I was working closely to the owners, they'd always used to dangle the carrot. We're opening another venue. We're happy to, maybe we'll give you 10%. And that right. used to excite me. I'm like, yeah, man, imagine owning 10% of a cafe. And I used to get dangled all the time. But looking back at it now, it was just like they just wanted me to keep running their venue. Yeah. They didn't want to lose me. Sure. So I, for my next step, I feel like I want to invest in people that want to do their own thing and really back them okay and make sure everyone has a story to tell so let's tell that story so i don't think i want to create i know i never want to create another Don's. I want to do oh yeah i'm going to do this in the north side why because i want to tell a different story interesting i want to try and push the boundaries in a different way i want to see see how much change we can do in hospo and i think just Doing flying the same thing, I just think it gets blurred of what it is. I think you can have the same core and the same values, but at the end of the day, I just want to learn. I want to put myself in scenarios where I really learn. I don't know what, I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, I know my, my, my goal in the next few years is like to really invest in people. And just make sure, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, definitely not. I don't think I'll go bigger venues, but I don't know. I could be here next year and be like, oh. (laughs) I'm opening a (laughs) 300-seat restaurant. I'm opening a supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're across the road from a
0: brand market, so maybe just put a supermarket, that'd be fine. (laughs) But
1: also I'm like, I'm not scared. If this is it for hospital for me, I'm totally fine with that. I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in, Cars. Oh, yeah, I'm going to learn about cars. I'm not worried about starting from the bottom. Or if, that's where I want to, if that's where I feel I'm going to learn the most or that's where like pulling me, I'm going to do it. Like,
0: How do you let those things pull you? Like, how do you let those things actually come to you? That's probably the wrong way to say it. Alex, how do you let those things actually come towards you to actually be things that you want to do? I think it's
1: just asking the question. I think always asking questions yeah. of like, why? This interests me. Why does it interest me? And then you just go down that rabbit hole and you're like, oh yeah. And I think the why actually I've learned from my acting training was asking why not how. And that's helped me so much in my life. Interesting. But yeah, it's, who knows? It's, who knows? Definitely. I know I don't want to end up with 25 venues and yeah, I love the idea of owning a pub. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? it wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> I'd love it. You
0: could have your own beer. Yeah. Alex's beer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, I'm sure you wouldn't call it Alex's beer, but you call it something. <laughs> Mate, I don't know what you're doing. Going into your venue, I had a feeling, an emotion for me, which is very rare, very rare. I probably only get it two or three times a year when I go into venues and i probably last felt it when I went into Sarah, which is in the city, the mm. Filipino fireplace. It's incredible. It's very similar to that. And I feel like you're going to have the same trajectory with Don's. I think once the word is really out mm. about Don's and what you're doing, and I could feel that already with going in last week and as we're recording this podcast, going in last week and really feeling that momentum mm. in regard to the venue. Just really fucking excited what's going to happen next for you, man. So well done.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate that.
0: Where's the best place that people can find out more about Don's come on down and, uh, and experience it for themselves? Yeah, I
1: chose not to put the menu online only because I think there's barely any surprises in the world anymore.
0: <laughs> I and love I, that.
1: I don't like how people go online and like choose what they're going to eat or what they're going to drink before they come to the venue. Sure. And I know I lose a lot of people from it because people just want to feel... Prepared? Yeah, prepared. <laughs> like, they don't want to feel like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, my website's probably not the best place to go. <laughs> <laughs> but Instagram's probably the best. Like, I'm always... That's how I communicate to the community, through the stories of just... And the Instagram's pretty wild. It's, it's, uh, I'm not shoving... Sandwiches, they'll like wine down your face. It's kind yeah. of just guys, or yeah, people. it's about people, yeah, people, and like yeah. just if we're prepping, and it's like the produce. It's if that's looking good, it's random, but yeah, probably just find us on Instagram.
0: Beautiful, as always, linked up in the show notes of this podcast. Make sure you go to Don's, it is by far one of the best venues in Melbourne. Alex, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks again for tuning in to another episode of principal of hospitality as always i hope you really enjoyed that episode please comment and share this podcast with your friends in the industry we're making this content with the industry in mind so you know that we'd really appreciate you sharing along if you don't know Sash, my co-founder from principal design has one of the best design agencies in australia so if you're looking for anything around strategy branding digital design wayfinding and graphic design you can find them at principaldesign.com.au and myself at Open Pantry Consulting and 42 Days for hospitality advisory and training systems. Find us at openpantryconsulting.com and 42days.co. Thanks so much for tuning to this episode and until next time, stay well everyone. Now, if you feel like you can never get on top of your back of house ops, you'll want to hear about our sponsor for this season, Loaded. Loaded's hospitality management software has changed the game for hospitality performance in New Zealand, and they've just arrived in Australia to help you do the same. Their everything-in-one-place platform helps you master your reporting inventory, simplify your recipe and menu management, reduce your cogs and become an epic central hub that immediately puts you in control. I've seen Loaded's impact firsthand, and if you're running a bar, pub, restaurant or cafe, you need to reach out to their team. Check them out at loadedhub.com.